So I usually attend the nine o'clock service, so I probably should really probably introduce myself. My name is Mark Shoon. Um, I have been a Christian since I was 17. Um, I grew up in a, a Christian home. Um, in fact, I was fifth generation Salvation Army, so I, I grew up in the Salvation Army. Um, my great-great-grandfather was the first convert, apparently, who in Lismore when two dudes turned up to Lismore and Bible in a corner and did an open-air meeting and um, thankfully my um, relative, uh, my great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, he um, answered the call of the Lord on his life and, and um, so here I am. Um, so in my work life, I'm a school teacher, um, so I've been teaching I came um, from far north coast of New South Wales and um, got a job here in Sydney. First job was at Tregea Public School, which is in Mount Druitt, which um, really made me um, honed my classroom management skills, but also my, my love of kids. Um, so I was there for five and a half years, and then the Lord said to me, I've got something better for you to do. Um, and that's all he said. Um, and I found myself at my current school, Greenacre Baptist Christian Community School. So, and there, at this point, I have the honour um, and the privilege and the awesome responsibility of um, help leading that school as, as a deputy principal there. So we're a K-11 school. That's a bit about myself. <laughs> All right. So um, today, I want to talk to you about something that's really passionate that, that I believe is a, a critical key component in our Christian life. And it's all about hearing the one. And I've used one because we're talking about one, right? But we're talking about here about hearing God, okay, um, in our life. Such a critical thing for, for me and in my life and, and, and through it to know that I've been guided by him. Okay, so we'll just go into this um, Bible verse. I've taken the second part of the Bible verse uh, of what we're talking about this year, um, from John 17, just to kind of ground where I'm coming from. And so it says here that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us. And so we're going to be talking about today this whole idea of you, me, as Christians, with Christ. We're talking about relationship, okay? Last week... Um, I'm pretty busy, obviously, through the week. Saturday's my Sabbath day where I just don't answer any emails. I don't talk to, like, any school people or anything like that. I just, I just do my thing um, at home with family. And so um, five years ago, we bought the house that we're living in now, George's Hall, um, and we just moved in. And I was talking to my neighbour, and he goes, oh, did they tell you about the pool? No. What about the pool? And he goes, oh, some, some kind of problem. I think he said something about like $20,000 or something to fix up or something like that, you know. And so I'm like, going, great, what's going on here kind of thing. Turns out it's not $20,000 to fix. But what's happening is in, around my pool deck, it's a, it was a bit, I think it was a DIY job, and all the tiles are sinking. And so um, the retaining walls are coming apart and, and stuff like that. So I've got a guy in to come in and to, to pretty much fix that up. But... I'm just kind of helping him, so I'm removing the tiles. And on Saturday, I decided that I was going to um, get rid of, or remove, should be the word, um, my glass pool fencing. Okay, now that's a two-man job, right? Not for me, okay? I can do it. So I'm, 
Oh, so I've got like jacks happening and I've got pieces of wood stacked underneath and going incrementally up and I get two um, glass panels removed, fantastic. I get to the third one and I'm lifting it up and it slips and it shatters and I'm just holding just crumbs of glass in my hands, okay? Um, now I've got kids, um, two girls, um, five and eight. They love running around in the grass and there's just glass everywhere. Now, lucky it's the toughened glass, but it still can cut. So I'm then, for another 40 minutes, I'm with a vacuum cleaner, vacuuming up grass, trying to get all this glass out. Like, I'm just like, why? So it is good to have a helper, isn't it? Okay? And Jesus is our helper, and he wants to be your helper. Okay? So just to give a bit of a, um, a background um, of what we're really talking about here also, is that This Bible verse is really, really important to me. And it says, my sheep hear my voice. Now, Jesus is is talking, obviously, here to his disciples. Okay, He says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Okay, So Jesus wants to talk. He wants to have relationship. He wants to speak to us. My sheep hear my voice. So back in Genesis... Um, we find ourselves in the garden, okay? Adam, um, Eve, God, relationship, talking, um, it was great. Until one day, Adam um, then committed what we call treason, okay? He, he made a direct, he was directly disobedient to God. But, but worse than that, um, being the man that he was, he, he then goes, oh, it was Eve, that you put in the garden, right? So he's actually, um, he's actually blaming God um, for his sin, okay, which is a pretty <laughs> stupid thing to do, but don't we do that? We, we like to redirect from the, from the stuff that we do. And so the relationship broke down. And so then um, um, after that, um, things are happening, sins in the world, um, the communication between God and us is broken. And through the Old Testament, we keep on seeing people going, um, finding God, God raises up a prophet, they follow, and then what happens? Again, they go into their sinful nature. So this just continued to happen until Jesus came into the world. And so Jesus came into the world, he taught his um, disciples a different way, a new way. And so he came to not only take our sin by dying on the cross, paying that the penalty of death for that sin so that we could be free, but he also came to rebuild and to bring back that relationship okay, in our lives. And so that's the important thing I really want to talk about today is this whole thing of now we don't rely on just the prophets of old. okay? He speaks to us um, individually. Now, a story about um, a man called Jim Elm. Now, Jim Elm was a Salvation Army officer. He's now passed on. We call it promoted to glory, okay? He's now with the Lord, um, praise the Lord. But he was a crazy Christian dude, okay? Um, I really respected him, but in other ways, I was, like, totally scared of him because of just the stuff that the Lord would would have him in. And so Jim, um, in his later life, he was called to become a... Um, a minister in the Salvation Army, and his specialty was he would go into dead places, okay? And he would love the people 
okay, and the places just would, 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 um, would, would prosper, okay? People would come to know the Lord. Um, um, the finances of the place would just be really good, and he didn't worry, worry about finances. It's just the Lord was with him. He was a guy that had a keen understanding um, and also heard God's voice and his calling in his life, and more importantly, he was obedient. So this story is back in the 90s. He's in Cowra, okay? He gets a phone call at night. It's the police. That never is good, right? Okay, the police. And they say, hey, Jim, we've got a guy who's um, holding himself with a knife. He wants to kill himself. Can you come and talk to him? All right? So he frequently would get called out for this kind of stuff. Now, he's not qualified for this kind of stuff, but because he has the calling of God in his life and he communes with God and he understands what God is telling him and he gets taught by God, he's the guy that the police go to all the time for this kind of stuff. So he walks into this this room and here's this guy um, with a knife at his throat. The police don't know what to do. He starts talking to this guy and he inches a bit closer and closer, okay, And he tells him that, you know, if you take your life now, you're going to go to hell because you don't know Jesus. And that got him just close enough. And then the Holy Spirit said to him, punch him. There's police around, right? Right? There's police around. He doesn't even think about it. He just smacks him in the face. The guy crumples to the floor. The knife drops out of his hand. The police come in and take the knife and then here's Jim just just hugging this guy. And on that floor with this guy crying, he gives his life to Jesus. Okay? That's awesome. Okay? But that's pretty brave too, right? Because then in his mind, Jim's like going, great, Lord, there's this dialogue he's having, relationship, right? Great, Lord, I've just assaulted a guy in front of the police. Top job. And the police came and said, oh, Jim, that was awesome, that was fantastic, you know, and they, they thought it was great kind of thing. So here we've got a guy that's completely obedient to the Lord, okay, and he's used in a, in a most powerful way. And I've got so many stories about, about Jim. He was just like one crazy guy, okay, in a good way, okay, because he was just completely obedient. Okay, so when we talk about this voice, okay, we're actually really talking about the Holy Spirit, okay, now, here's a pretty radical bit of a verse that Jesus um, spoke to his disciples in John 16. He's um, telling them that he's going to die. He's going to rise again, and then he's going to go to be with the Father. He's going to pay for our sins, okay, so that we can go free. And so they're pretty upset about this. And then he says something really quite radical in verse 7. He says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. Advantage. Jesus leaving me and it's going to be my advantage? That's pretty awesome, okay? Because he says, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, okay? But if I go, I will send him to you and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Jesus here is talking about the Holy Spirit. He sent the Holy Spirit, first of all, to convince and to convict you that you need Jesus. He doesn't condemn, and that's important. We'll talk about that later. He came to convince and to convict us. Hey, you need Jesus. That was his first role. We go into um, 12 and 13. I still have many things to say to you, 
but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So here we've got the second component of this. The Holy Spirit is here to teach us. Now, Jesus had a huge amount of things, okay? He's the creator of the universe. He knows everything. Is he going to be able to download all that information to his disciples there and then in those three years? It's no, right? So he sent the Holy Spirit then to teach us, to guide us in all truth. Okay, and that's, that's really important. So the Holy Spirit is still active now, okay, and he's in our lives right now. In Hebrews 10.7, it talks about that the Holy Spirit is a voice of today, okay? He speaks today, and that's, that's really awesome. Um, the other thing also there is that he speaks, okay, only what is actually being given to him. Okay, so that's why we talk about, oh, I heard from God or, or I heard from Jesus. It's actually the Holy Spirit who's the conduit of that. Okay, so when people talk about, I heard from God or I heard from Jesus, um, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. I don't know if you've ever thought through that or not, but that's um, why that happens. All right, a few stories. I like stories. I teach with stories. Um, so for everyone, is the Holy Spirit for everyone, okay? And how about um, for everyone, does everyone hear God's voice? It's probably the more the question I want to actually ask today. Does everyone, can everyone hear God's voice, okay? Now, I'm going to get you to be a bit more active, okay? So maybe look up, if you have your, your Bibles there, Ephesians chapter 1. I don't like putting everything up on here because you don't really need to take your Bibles to the church, right? Okay. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. And I'm reading from the ESV because that's what I'm reading at the moment. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So when you become saved, the Holy Spirit is given to you. In fact, when you were saved, for the people here who have um, ask Jesus into their life, you cannot be saved without the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. So in very essence, if you've become a Christian, you've actually heard the Holy Spirit, okay? Because it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us and convinces us that we need Jesus, okay? So every Christian can hear the Holy Spirit. Um, Romans 8 as well, verses 9 to 11, which I don't think I'll read all of it, but... It talks about there about how the Holy Spirit dwells within us when we're saved. He dwells within us. All right, and we're going to revisit those verses a bit later as well. But everyone can hear his voice. So my children, Eliza, she's five now. Holly, she's eight. Two stories about them hearing the Lord's voice in their life. So when Eliza was about three, she was at um, preschool. Um, Holly was, um, I think, at kindy. And it was my day. I didn't usually do 
do the pickups and stuff like that. But um, even though Holly goes to my school, Kelly used to do all the pickups and stuff like that. Um, I was taking the, the children home, and it was late in the afternoon. Um, it was a Hume Highway, beautiful bit of road, yeah? Okay, um, just coming out through Yaguna, and we've stopped at the Edgar Street Lights. Do you know where I'm at? Okay, it's a scenic bit of road. However, off into the west, the sunset, you know, is, is going down. It's that golden hour that photographers talk about. It was beautiful. And the kids were kind of chatting, but then when we stopped, everything went quiet. And in fact, the whole car just kind of, there was this peace that came upon the car. And then this little voice behind me goes, Jesus just said he loves me. And that's Eliza at three years old, okay? And I'm like, wow, you know, I'm crying from that kind of thing. It was, it was wonderful. So here we've got this little kid already. The Lord wants to communicate with her, okay? And he wants to communicate with you. Holly. Um, this year, Holly's a very analytical girl. She's got a lot of questions and she was getting quite upset because she hears about this whole idea of, of God talking and speaking. She says, well, what, what does he sound like? How am I going to know? How do I know it's this? How do I know this? All these how questions. And we're, we're at night, she was in bed and we said, all right, let's pray about this. Let's ask Jesus to start to teach you. But how's, what's it going to look like? And I'm like, let's just let him do that, okay? Because the reality is... We all look different, right? We've all been made different. Jesus talks to us in totally different ways, okay, because you are a unique creation. So a few weeks later, Holly has a dream, and she has a dream about um, this teacher at our school called Mrs Bishop, Jenny Bishop. Jenny Bishop is one wonderful, awesome lady. She's a very vibrant lady. She dresses in really vibrant kind of clothes and she says style, okay? Um, but she hears from the Lord. She's obedient, what the Lord tells her. And sometimes it gets her in trouble also. That's not that she's wrong. It's just that sometimes when the Lord tells you to do something, like punch a person in the face in front of police, okay, which I don't recommend unless you really know it's God talking, um, there are times when people don't like the stuff that you're about to do. And I think Harry's like going, yep, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So anyway, Holly gets this dream. And it's of Mrs. Bishop in these clothes. So she goes to school. Mrs. Bishop's got a brand new outfit on that day. Never been worn. It's the exact same clothes. She comes home and goes, I had a dream today okay, that um, Mrs. Bishop was wearing these clothes and you know what, she had it. And I told Mrs. Bishop and Mrs. Bishop told me, that's Jesus talking to you, okay, which is awesome, isn't it? So he's talking um, there, he's talking to, to us. Um, in my own life, um, when I was being taught to hear God's voice, I, I look back and I can see on times when the Lord had said stuff to me. I didn't know it was his voice. Um, but then these things would, would come true, okay? I remember one real powerful one um, is um, I, I came, I woke up, I was doing devotions, I came out, switched the TV on, I was in university, and, um, and the Lord said to me that Princess Diana was going to die, okay? I don't tell people this kind of stuff that much because it's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Two weeks later, 
I was sitting after doing a, you know, the open airs we used to do, salvos, or it was on a Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Um, we were back at these people's place just to have afternoon tea. We switch on the TV and we're just, you know, eating scones or whatever it was. And then the news flash comes up. Princess Diana has been, is just died. And I'm like, kind of thing, you know, like what's going on here? Now, why would God do that? Okay. Why would he tell me that? And it was simply because he was just training me to hear things, okay, that, that I needed to hear. And it turns out later on I really did need to hear his voice, okay? So how does he speak? The first thing that we always need to go to is scripture. He speaks through his scripture, okay? His scripture is alive, okay? He will not contradict the things that he speaks about in, in his scriptures, okay? Because Jesus is not a liar, that's the Satan. That's Satan, right? He is the, he is the, he's the liar. So everything that you do here, okay, or, what, or the other things that we talk about here, how God speaks, you need to make sure that that matches up with Jesus' character, God's character, and who he is, okay? And if it doesn't, I'd be really cautious about what, what you're hearing, okay? So we need to have a really good understanding of Scripture. The next one is the voice, Okay? I get, when, I, when the Lord is speaking to me, I actually get a voice most, mostly, okay? And it's, it's a cross between, I'm sorry if it's a bit vague, but it's like a voice thought, okay? It's, it's almost audible, but it's not, but it's not a thought, and it's not my own thought. It's something that's totally um, not what I'm thinking about. Perfect example of this would be, um, and I gave my testimony um, about this, so I'll just quickly go through it now. Um, when I was a young guy, 1997, I decided to see how fast I could get my, my mint, um, 1968 1500 Volkswagen Beetle. It, uh, just, I just restored it, okay? My dad was a panel beater, so I had all the, the tools and, I, you know, I had spray painters that could do stuff and so they really made me look awesome, but it was them, not me, that, that was good at make, building cars. And I decided to see how fast I could get home. And so I remember roaring into to my hometown of Alstonville, coming into the 60 zone, and this voice just goes, slow down. And I went, nah, no police around. Kilometre down the road as I'm spinning out of control, knowing I'm going to die. Like, I knew I was going to die. Um, you know they talk about the, uh, the life flashing between your, your eyes, like in front of you? Like, that happened, Okay. They tell me that's because of the adrenaline and just you're taking in so much information. It was like this strobe light effect happening. And that same voice then just said, move your head. I obeyed. And as soon as I moved my head, I came colliding into a pole, wrapped the Volkswagen around it, smashed my hip acetabulum. Um, I just met a nurse today, Diane. Okay. Um, but my head didn't collide with that pole. I was saved. And so in a hospital bed... Um, I had to go to Brisbane. Four guys in, in Australia at that time could do the, the reconstructive surgery instead of putting in a, a fake hip. I don't know what you call it. It's not a fake hip. What do you call it? A, a prosthetic, something like that. Okay. Um, the Lord then just started speaking to me. Um, I said, that was me. I didn't want that to happen. You need me. Notice it wasn't, you're an idiot. Look what you did. You call yourself a Christian all that kind of stuff, that's condemnation, right? Remember we talk about convincing and conviction, okay? So that's him. Then a few years down the track, I'm in Sydney. I'm healed. 
The Lord's done amazing things in my life to bring me to Sydney. Okay, that was a miracle in itself. Um, and so I was at this youth group meeting. I was sick the night before. I didn't turn up for the Friday. I don't know if you've ever been walked into a room when like the party's already happening and everyone's like into their own kind of things and you're like, you walk in and it's all just kind of going on, but you're like fresh into the room. You've ever had that? Okay, great. Because some people said, nah, never happened to them in the last one. I went, okay, it's just me. <laughs> Awkward. So, um, I walk into this room and there's just nowhere to sit. And then this little kid, who's now an adult, um, sat, uh, just, just left. And then um, this wonderful, beautiful woman, okay, who's now my wife, Kelly goes, oh, you can sit here next to me. Now, Kelly was out of my league, okay, I'll say that, okay. Didn't talk to her. And the reason I say that she's out of my league is because I never even entertained the idea of even having a relationship with her, right, okay. And so we were just talking. First time I really talked to her, that night... I had a feeling, and we'll talk about feelings a bit later, okay? I had a feeling um, about going out and um, going out onto this tennis court. So we're outside of Sydney, and you know when you get out of Sydney and you start seeing all the stars and things like that, and it's like amazing, you're like, oh yeah, that's right, there's stars, okay? So I'm sitting on this, this, um, this bench on this tennis court saying, praise you Lord, this is awesome, you're so wonderful, you're, you're, you're great. And then this voice, same voice that said, slow down, same voice that said, um, move your head. He goes, you're going to marry Kelly. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. Now, what I was worried about there was that there are other voices that come into play. There's also my own voice. And I'm like, I know what God's voice sounds like. But if this is not you, man, I'm in trouble. You know, I'm in so much trouble. So, all right, Lord, said, you said it, you do it. Okay? Um, so I kind of tested him there as well. And obviously he did it. So that's the voice. We can also get thoughts. Sometimes the Lord can put a random thought onto your voice, uh, a voice into your mind um, as well. People connect and the Holy Spirit talks to them through nature as well. Okay, And, and Paul makes that plain and saying that people are without excuse because actually God's creation points to him, right? Okay, um, We have people, very much an Old Testament model of people with prophets, um, People, um, prophets would tell us, tell us things. People come and tell us things all the time, okay? Um, we have dreams like Holly. Um, we can have visions. So when we're praying, we might just get a picture and we can also have the feelings as well, okay? So I'm going a bit over time, so let's just get through this. So how can I hear? First thing is you need to ask God to show you, to teach you, okay? Because we're all different. Um, and he'll start to teach you that. Please be aware. Be aware that Jesus is here. Um, in Matthew 28, he talks about um, that I will never leave you. Okay. In Ephesians and Romans, we read today that the Holy Spirit is deposited in us Okay, when we become saved. So when people pray, Lord, Jesus, can you just be with us today? That drives me bananas Okay, because it's already been done. He's here. He's here with us. You don't need to pray that. Pray something else. That's already been done, okay? And so be aware that Jesus is here with you and he wants to talk with you, okay? You may not feel like he's there, but he's here. He's here in your life. The third thing is to take the time. Take the time. 
Jesus took the time, so we have to take the time. There's so many different messages in the world that bombard us and things like that. We need to take the time to be still and to be able to to listen, okay? And then to step out in faith. Peter, we can bet down on Peter, like Jesus walks on the water, which is pretty unnatural, right? Okay? And so what does Peter do? He gets out of the boat, right? He got out of the boat. Awesome guy. He sinks. That's all right. He tried. So when we're doing these kind of things, okay, and when we're starting to listen to God and trying to um, hear what he's got to say to us, and he does want to talk to you, sometimes we get it wrong, but that's okay. Just step out in faith and start acting in it. All right, last things, voices, okay? We have four ones that are there. The Holy Spirit in yours, number one and number two. Those two, in my experience, are the hardest to kind of work out between. Okay, because we all have an inner voice, which is our own nature. I call it Mark. Okay, I don't really like Mark. I like Mark and Jesus. I don't like Mark. Okay, Um, and we have the Holy Spirit. We also have the worlds. Okay, and the world bombards us with so many different messages. Okay, and we live in the world. there's a lot of research go, goes into actually with kids and what they're watching and, and, and all the different messages that they're, they're getting, okay? But the world gives us messages all the, all the time. Think about Rehoboam, Solomon's son. King David unifies um, the um, Israel. Solomon comes in, makes it this incredible like regional power. They're so wealthy. People are... Um, People are coming to see them all the time like he's just so respected. They said there was no one like Solomon ever again. And then Rehoboam happens. What does he do? He's given the hands to the kingdom, you know. His dad's given him, I don't know, for the first time, keys to the BMW or something, right? And so what does he do? He takes advice from his mates. He takes it from the world. Solomon took advice from, um, from God. Rehoboam took it from the world. So in that day, or actually the next day, he lost 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel. Great job. Two two stayed, 10 went. So the world can also be talking. And then we've got Satan, okay? Now Satan comes to kill, still destroy, John 10.10, okay? So whenever you hear stuff like, you're no good, I'm hopeless, or oh, this is a really good one. He used to try this on me. Call yourself a Christian. Condemnation. That ain't the Holy Spirit. That's Satan talking. Sometimes, but it might sound good. Two other key things that you need to think about if it's actually Satan trying to interfere with, with, with the things that you're, you're trying to listen to with God is Satan is a liar, right? Okay? So if something is a lie... Um, if it doesn't match up with God's scriptures and his, and, his, and his word, okay, or it's just slightly right but there's a half-truth in it, be really cautious of it, okay? That's not of God. And the other thing is pride, okay? Satan is very prideful. So if it's some kind of message that you're going you're to be awesome or something like that or people are going to worship you or something like that, also be a bit wary of that also. Because um, we think about when Satan tried to um, um, tempt Jesus, he um, said, I'll give you all the kingdom of the world, all this, all this stuff, all the glory. Showed him only the good stuff, by the way, not the bad stuff. Because if he showed him the bad stuff, he would have, um, he would have actually said, Oof, what are you doing? Just shows him the good stuff. But then he says, what does he say to him? 
bow down, worship. Okay, it's pride that comes through. Okay, um, can we get the worship team up, please? So I believe that the Lord really just wants to commune and talk with 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 us. For me, it's not not a question of if the Lord talks to me. It's that He does, and He will. And he continues to. I need his guidance in my life. The decisions that I have to make, I don't want to make with, without him. And, and he tells me, okay? So there are a few type. there's a couple of people in here today um, that I um, want to talk to. The first one is the people who don't know the Lord. We call the Lord our Father in heaven. Some people experience their fathers haven't been really a good example of what a father is, okay? And that's a, um, an awful thing in our society. Our father is nothing like the father that you may have experienced. He is completely different, okay? He will never leave you. He will never condemn you. He'll love you. He'll discipline. He'll convict. He'll shape. But he'll build you up. He doesn't kill, still destroy. So if you're one of those people, okay, and you're thinking, yeah, I, w- I want that in my life, um, we're going to play a song and we're going to have a prayer team come up here as well, okay? Um, come up and, and get some prayer. Come and meet your maker. Come and meet um, Jesus who wants to be in that relationship with you. The other people is also us who, who are Christians, Okay, you may never been taught about this whole idea that Jesus wants to speak, he wants to talk to me, and you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's radical. And I speak to a lot of people that, that don't understand that, okay, have never been taught that. So if you're one of those, come up for prayer also. Um, and well, let's pray that, that, that the Lord would start to speak to you and, and start to, um, to, to teach you um, what he sounds like. And you know what? You've probably got times in your life where he has spoken to you, but you just haven't recognised it, okay? And he'll put those into your mind, all right? And the third is for people who uh, maybe you've heard the Lord's voice, but it's, it's grown dim. So come up for prayer for that as well. And, um, and we just want to everyone just to have that relationship with the Lord Jesus.